Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first solo podcast. My name is Henry Green, and thanks so much for tuning in. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Anchor, or any of the other podcast platforms, be sure to click the follow button so you know the second that my latest podcast comes out. And it also lets me know that you enjoy it, because I can see if you're following it. I actually can't. I don't know why I said that. I can only see if you're following on Anchor. Or maybe Apple Podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts as well and you'd like to leave a review, please do so. Um, be honest. I want to hear your feedback. Maybe I'll make this episode um, all about your feedback. Just kidding. I don't have any yet. Um, but the more feedback that you give, the better I can make the podcast. And hopefully that in turn makes people enjoy it more. Today's podcast is all by myself. My very first solo, solo podcast. Um, and the reason is... I had an entire podcast recorded with Haley Colgate and Alexis Holland, um, but I just decided to not record Alexis's microphone line, and for that reason exactly, I wanted to die. I deleted the whole thing because, I mean, you couldn't hear Alexis at any point in it, so all you hear is me and Haley like waiting for Alexis to answer a question and then us like laughing at nothing, so it was pretty great and actually should have just been uploaded because people would have laughed at it. That's all. Anyways, um, that's my very first anyways of the podcast. I found out that I say that word way too often, and that's the only time that I'm ever going to say it ever again in this podcast. But today's podcast um, is all about having high expectations. And I think a lot of people can relate to this on some levels, but then they can also think that I'm insane on different levels. So that's okay. But like being relatable with high expectations, and it's just going to start off right away, is with music. So many people create podcasts, I'm sorry, I mean playlists, um, and they enjoy them a lot. But then when I like listen to someone else's playlist, sometimes I just like get really bored and I just can't listen to it anymore. And that's me having high expectations because I want a solid playlist that will keep me enjoyed, um, enjoyed, what am I saying? Keep me thoroughly entertained is what I'm aiming for. And, and the playlist has to have songs that I will always listen to i can never ever listen to a playlist that has a song that i think i'll never ever be able to listen to again because then i just don't think i can listen to any song on the playlist at all a prime example of that is the discover weekly playlist on spotify i cannot stand listening to it sometimes but then other times i can listen to every second of it because i think it's really good and very well picked out for myself and that's where high expectations come in because i'm expecting for the pod um for the playlist to be very me and that's why it's called a discover weekly because it's supposed to relate to you and the songs that you listen to and spotify is supposed to know these things but i have high expectations for them to know these things and they don't they just don't they don't know me at all and why can't they try harder because aren't they supposed to know everything about you like every form of technology yeah like when you get in your car and you're park your car at target and then your phone tells you your car has been updated on parked map yeah because i needed to know that like that's what Spotify needs to know. They need to know every little second about me and how I like certain music. High expectations is what I'm getting at. No duh. I also relate to this with TV shows. Like, if it's not funny in the first two seconds, I'm out. I will not listen um, about other people's opinions on the show. I will not go back and rewatch it. I just simply will be out and ne- not returnable. So this is a great example for... Um, 
my friends who um, have heard that I like I've gotten all the way through Orange is the New Black and then I'm on a specific episode and I just won't go further. I didn't like the way it turned out and I just will not go further because I have high expectations. I want the TV show to go in a certain way and when it doesn't, it, it, it's just done. It's done for me. In this house, we don't watch further is what I'm getting at. <laughs> I'm laughing at my own jokes because there's no one else here to laugh at them. Um, but that's just kind of the same for all TV shows because like I just watch the same TV shows over and over again. I could watch Parks and Recreation every second of every day and I would laugh at every joke. I might know the joke by heart and I'd still laugh at it because it's entertaining for me. I can watch The Office the same way. And then I can watch like certain movies and really enjoy them. But then other movies, I have this high expectation and I will not watch them. I cannot sit down there for two hours, sit through a movie that I don't enjoy. Like people sit through it so they can critique it and, and see what they like the outcome or see if they like the uh, way and the plot is going. But I cannot do that. I have this high expectation that it has to go a certain way. And if it doesn't, I'm out. Can anyone relate? Is that just me? Is that me literally being insane? I think it is. Um, but I'm going to shift the topic of high expectations to dining at a restaurant. So I used to work at a restaurant. I won't disclose the name because I don't know if that gets me in trouble or not. I don't know. But it was really, it was a medium, it was probably above medium of class. So very close to fancy, but people could still show up in jeans and it'd be acceptable. There wasn't like a dress code. Um, certain restaurants that are, are very fancy will have a dress code and you have to wear a sports coat and ladies have to wear a dress, like that sort of thing. Not this place. But in that, uh, I learned lots of things about like table settings and how you deliver food to people and um, the way you greet people and how you ask questions and um, how you carry food, everything, literally every aspect of the dining experience I learned at that place. And I worked there for maybe like five months. Yeah, that's about right. Um, and I loved it. It was so much fun. And then I like came back and my summer job was back around. So I was like, ah, I'm out, but I really love it. And I would, I would probably go back. It was very, it was very fun. And I made really good money there. Um, but those high expectations that I learned of that place and kind of had a little bit, a bit of experience about it before because our, my parents had taught me these really great manners and all this stuff. So I would, I would follow those things in every sense. Like I absolutely needed everything to be that way. Um, and when I saw other people not do that, it drove me insane because I had these high expectations that a dining experience had to be a certain way. And that's not me being like, Oh, I'm so posh that I must have the fork on the left-hand side and my soup spoon must be two inches away. Like that's not it. That's not who I am. Um, but it's that level of service and setting and presentation that all has to fall in place. And if it doesn't, it literally ruins an experience. So my mom and I talk about this all the time. It's like when a waiter doesn't fill up your cup of water. Yeah, you might drink water very fast, but they should still fill it up. Like that's a requirement. That is how, I mean, you're there to get that service from them. So that was that like high expectations that I had set. And when things like that don't happen, you get so disappointed. And it's unfortunate on the waiter's side because, like, no, we don't, like, tip them badly because of that. We'll still tip them very well because we also have a high expectation of, like, in the service industry, you have to tip well. Um, but we'll tip even better if it, if they go beyond those expectations. So if you're amazing in every aspect, then, yeah, I mean, you deserve a higher tip. But I'm also not the person that's going to give you, like, less than 10% of the tip or less than 15% of the tip. Cause I know what it's like being on the other side of that and not receiving the tip. Um, by the way, the restaurant that I worked at, I was not a, 
um, a server. I was a server assistant. So I like kind of delivered the food, refilled drinks and stuff like that. Like I was not the prime tear, prime tear caker, prime caretaker of the tables. So I would not be that point person um, to do those things. I would just kind of be there to assist, hence the assistant. Um, so I learned from a, like a different perspective as well. I wasn't the person that could be there to mess up the presentation of food or there to not refill the cups because that wasn't like my mind. That wasn't my prime um, position. I was also kind of there to like clean dishes and do whatever like other stuff there was. Um, and that's all I kind of ran about with restaurants. Like I, I expect, I think everyone should expect a certain level of guest service and you shouldn't be in the guest service industry if you can't provide that. Uh, if a server is in training, sure. But then at the same time, they should also be in training with a server that is good and is learning that information. Wow. I feel like a business podcast now. This is how economics works. <laughs> no, I don't know that. Um, but that's my my experience with restaurants and high expectations for good food and, and, and good service. Yeah. Good job. I also was totally the type to send my food back if it was cold. I can't stand. I mean, why, why, why would you eat cold steak? Like what? It doesn't make sense. Anyways. Whoa. <laughs> um, and these high expectations came out in another sense of me that I've always been like super mature. Um, and that's not me like bragging. Like, yeah, I used to be like, always an old soul like that's not i i i think it's i made it very clear that that's not who i am um but i've been mature and um humble in the same sense but i'm always gonna be like in that older crowd i'm always gonna have friends that are older just because i i like that maturity level i'm not the type of person that's like gonna go do something stupid because i think it's funny yeah i mean i'll watch my friends do something stupid and i will laugh at it um, but I'm not the po- I'm not I'm not the point person in that as well that I I will not be the person that messes up stuff like that and I think in that same sense I'm that makes me like high maintenance but yeah whatever um, and it expects me um, to do a lot of like mature things as well and I can be known as someone who is a good leader and I like to be known as that but then in the same sense I get very upset with myself when things go wrong so. If you're upset with me, I'm probably beating myself up more than you are probably upset about the situation. Um, and that kind of goes for everything. I, I'm a rule follower. I will follow every rule from every second to the day I die. If you tell me I have to do something, I'm going to do it. Like, why would I go around and not do it on purpose? And then when I fall short in those situations, that's when I get super upset. And I, I'll be upset for a very long time. At the same sense, when I'm super upset, I have high expectations that my friends will listen to me and listen to what I have to say. And I think that goes for a lot of people. I think they want others to um, hear what they have to say, respond in a certain way. Um, Other people have a tolerance where they just know that they're going to tell someone something and they're not going to listen. And that's a high expectation that I have. And when that's not met, I'm distraught. I hate that. And that's also why I um, want to find like going back to therapy again I used to go to um probably I think I only went to like three sessions and I dealt with like a lot of anxiety going into high school um so that's why I was going to this therapist because I wanted someone to listen to my um issues and help me solve these problems and that's why I also like to get back into that because I have a high expectation um and and these therapists meet that expectation for me they listen and respond in the way that someone should 
and that does not that doesn't go to say that my friends won't listen to me or my parents won't listen to me. It's just that I, I I like when people listen to me and respond in a certain way. And when you go to someone that's completely random, they have um, not much to say back to you in the sense that they're not going to respond with another situation that relates to them. They're just still going to focus on me because that's their job, and that's what I like. I like when people can listen and respond only about my situations, not bring themselves into it. So that's another high expectation that I have. This whole podcast is just so entertaining. <laughs> Laughing at myself again. Um, let's take a quick comedic break for something that is very entertaining. And that is the concept of pre pre giggle is like what I like to call it. So, you know, when you're like going up to a friend and you're like going to tell them a story and you know, you start to like laugh as you tell the story, like to the point that you won't get something out. You can't get the story out. They're like, what the heck is wrong with this person? Why won't they tell me what's happening? And you, that's pre giggle. I call that pre giggle because it's before the actual laugh. It's fake laugh before the real laugh. And I, I relate this with my mom because I'll come home from school or I'll come home from something or I'll be home and she's coming home and I'll, I'll tell something to her and she'll just start laughing and I haven't even told the full story yet. So like I'll tell her that Haley said something funny to me yesterday and she'll be like, that's so funny. What was it? And she'll like laugh before it even happens. So pre giggle. <laughs> it's an interesting concept. Have you ever start to try to identify it with someone? Because there's someone in your life that does pre giggle and it's it's very entertaining. I think I have pre giggle. I also have constant giggle where I'll just laugh about anything and I'll just try to make a joke out of anything because I that's just how I <laughs> take myself and handle myself. But pre giggle is just something else. It is on a different spectrum because it's not even it's just not genuine. It is at the same time though, because they're gonna laugh at something. Then there's the opposite of pre-giggle, which is just constant um, reoccurring giggle where you literally like die laughing with your friend where it like hurts your stomach deep down and you don't know why it's so, so stupid, but it's also so entertaining for you. Um, in, in my government class, I laugh at like what the teacher has to say a lot and because he, he's trying to be funny. And then Haley will look over to me and she's like, why are you laughing? Like you're just being like an audience participation member and laughing at the stupidest things. Um, but that's also at the same time a high expectation I have because when a teacher says something funny, I'm going to laugh at it because it's, it's just a default response for me um, in the sense that some people are just like, why would the teacher say that? Like the people that are completely against um, any laughing, any form of laughter or comedic relief, like in a situation. And the same people that also don't laugh at um, very horrible things. Yeah, horrible things can be very sad and very bad in the world, but also at the same time, you just catch yourself at the wrong moment and you'll laugh about um, the stupidest thing. And I don't even have an example because everything's just so stupid that it doesn't stick in my brain. Anyway, that was my comedic break. I hope you laughed about it. <laughs> I'm still laughing. Constant laughful, pre-giggle, and audience participation. I'm all of the above. Whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. Did that hurt your ears? I hope so. Um, high expectations. I wish I could take some questions from, some, from audience participation, but that's okay. I have, I have a, a few more topics to talk about. High expectations in the same sense that I take so much initiative. When there is a problem, I'm going to solve it. When there is an issue, I'm going to solve it. 
And I can't stand the people that say, Henry, you solve every problem because yes, I do. And I will always solve a problem. If it's brought to my attention and you are looking for someone to solve it, I'm probably going to solve it. And I'll probably solve it in a very unique way. And you may disagree with it, but I solved it. And that's me taking a high expectation initiative and completing it, checking it off my internal to-do list. Yeah. That's that. That was my taking initiative. End of story. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Homework is another high expectations thing. When I, uh, I will always complete assignments. I will m- very often do it last minute. Not very often. Not off. Maybe just slightly often. Once it gets towards the end of the year, it's just gone. And currently, I at, at senior year is just. It's a very interesting time. I'll get to that in a second, though. But people that do not complete assignments, literally, like, it's like OCD for me. When I hear that someone didn't turn an assignment, it, like, triggers a a thing in my brain and it just hurts. Because I don't know why anyone would not complete an assignment. Yes, things come up sometimes. But then there's people that just don't do it out of the general knowledge of not wanting to do it. And that's my high expectations coming out and saying, why the heck would you not do it? Especially when it's a 10% reduction after like one day of it being late or when people just don't do it at all. I just don't know how you don't lose your brain because when it gets to the end of the year and you have that B in that class, but you know you could have had an A because you didn't complete an assignment, that just, oh my goodness, mm, it's hurting already. I need to take off of this topic because it just hurts so badly because I have this high expectation that I'm going to get it done and I'm going to get a grade for it. Because if I don't, then what was the purpose of even taking the class? What uh, I just, oh, that's so frustrating for me. And I, I can't imagine being a teacher because when people, when there's empty grades in my grade, if, if I was a teacher and had an, an empty space in a grade book, I would just lose it because I'd want that student to just do it. I, it'd be at the point that I would give them full credit if they just still did it because I would want it done. I would never do that. Just kidding. I don't know why I would ever give someone full credit after it's late. But that just drive, that would drive me insane. I could never do that. In the same sense, it's when people that don't do portions of their job. Like if it is built into your job, why aren't you doing it? What, what, why did you even sign up for the job then? You asked for the tasks. That's, that's a fun rhyme. You asked for the tasks. That doesn't rhyme. I don't know what I'm saying. So why wouldn't you do it? I need to get off of this topic because it sounds like I'm a crazy man, a crazy 17-year-old person screaming into his microphone at 9.45 at night about having high expectations about the stupidest things. It's true. It's really true, though. Okay. I was going to get the fi- to the final segment of this episode. It moves away from high expectations a little bit. It's about senior year. And when I was a junior and a sophomore and I saw people in senior year, I thought, that looks so nice. They don't do very much. And the reason they don't do very much is because they have no initiative and it's, it's just kicking in for me and I just don't want to do anything and I just want to be already moving into college. Seeing my friends moving into college makes me want to be so much closer to that. And I don't take that many classes at my high school, but I just, I just very well do not want to continue to take high school classes. And they're so, oh, they're so easy. They're not so easy, but they are somewhat easy and I just don't want to do them anymore. 
And if I have this low of initiative right now, I don't even know what the end of the year is going to be like. And I thought as a junior, I will never have senioritis, but I'm going to have it. I simply just will not care. I will get to a point when I will do the lowest possible expectations possible. And that's that and that stresses me out internally. Because knowing that as a junior, I absolutely hated when a senior hit senioritis and didn't do anything, especially when it directly affected me. I hated that. That's high expectations kicking back in. But for those of you that are seniors listening right now, do you feel this? Like I literally have no initiative. I do not want to do anything. I come home after school and I want to lay in bed forever. Additionally, with laying in bed forever, I go to bed at 1030 at night. That has never happened in any year of my high school experience. I always used to go to bed at 1 a.m. or midnight and wake up at 655. Not 655. What am I saying? 555. But now I go to bed at 1030 and wake up at 715. And it is a delightful yet also painful experience. And some days I skip breakfast and that's just really bad for me. But that's okay. (laughs) but please could someone just please relate with me on this level because senior year just makes me want to die not die but i just want to be done especially because i'm very very close to being completed with my college app applications applications that i just it's college seems like such a close reach that i'm just almost there not almost there i'm very close to being there and i just want to be there Also, for all of the people that are moving into college right now, I need a full five-minute minimum. This is a five-minute minimum video of you in your dorm room because I love dorm rooms. I am currently obsessed. When I went to visit colleges, I visited the University of Kentucky, the University of Cincinnati, and Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. I loved the residence halls because that's where I want to be. I feel like I currently live in a dorm room, but that's okay because it's true because the size of my room is very small. But I want to be in that experience. I was talking uh, to John about this. John Niehaus. Been on the podcast before. About how fun it looks. It li- It's like going away to summer camp. Like college looks like so much fun. And I'm sure it is in some senses. And I'm sure it's terrible in other senses. But I just want to. I, my hand is reaching out into the air. And me grabbing college. And saying I want this right now. <laughs> um. Yeah. Please tell me someone can relate. I mean, and maybe I am insane, but maybe I also am not. So, yeah. Anyways, this has been a very eventful podcast. It's only 22 minutes long, but it was very good. And I felt like I just talked to a therapist. You guys are my therapist. How do you feel? It's a lot of things. I guess I should start paying you guys like for each session. Anyways, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, follow me on Instagram, Twitter. It's Henry Green with three E's in my last name. Green, spelled just like the color. Yeah, that's all I have. Have a great day.